We do this thing almost every year. We did it differently last year, and I think the year before that. Um, but towards the end of this year, a little bit too close to the end of the year, God really just pushed this um, 21 Days of Purpose on my heart a little more strongly than I thought because I wasn't really planning to take our church through the 21 Days of Purpose this year, but I couldn't shake it off, and so here we are, and this is why you have this sheet on your chair. This is why we had it last week as well. Um, but God never fails to move profoundly in the year when I dedicate the first fruit of the year to him through prayer, fasting, reading the Bible. And so when we take this through, when we, go, when we, when we walk through this within our church, God always shows up in profound, profound ways. And, and we, we will do God stories after my little message here. Uh, and so I would like you to prepare your God stories around the topic of you dedicating portions of your days when you fast and pray and focus on him. And if you have God stories of the ways that God showed up in your life, I want you to start thinking about them because I want us to be encouraged um, and stirred for the things of God this morning. Um, but 21 days of purpose is a time when we intentionally slow down. Who needs to slow down in your life? I think every hand should be up because most of the time, we are just going full blown. And you know what's interesting? Even during COVID, of the lockdown of, uh, you know, what was it, two years straight going now. Looks seems like we just haven't left our homes. But, but it's funny because even though things were shut down, there's a lot of people who are just busy. Busy, busy, busy. And your mind's racing. Things to do. Worry. Stress. And so you think that we'd get a year of rest. But a lot of times we actually got the year of more stress. And so we have a problem is what I'm saying. Your life sucks because you don't know how to slow down properly. I don't know how to slow down properly. We don't take God's command of the Sabbath. A lot of times it catches us by surprise and lands us in bed or in the hospital where we're finally like, oh, my body's finally given up on me. But God wants us to not just have moments of rest and focus on him. He wants us to operate from that place of time spent with him, from that place of peace, of rest, of hope. And so a lot of times we just don't know how to get to that place, right? We want God to change our life. And a lot of times we think that it's going to happen through a finger, a snap of a finger, like Thanos, right? But in a good way. Where you snap the finger and your life changes. And most of the time, God doesn't do that. Most of the time, God launches us into a process. And I think that is the biggest difference between being a believer of Jesus and being a disciple of Jesus. A believer is the launching pad. But a disciple is what we become when we spend time with him. So there are a lot of believers who are not disciples. And I think that has really been toxic to Jesus because there's a lot of immature Christians. And maybe that's you this morning, that you are a Christian, maybe by name only, or by just Sunday attendance, or maybe you're just viewing online and that is the extent of your walk. 
And, um, and if you lived for any amount of time, you know that for any change or shift to happen, it takes a process, it takes some time because there are layers to our issues and there are levels of issues. And the same is true actually with Jesus. There are levels to knowing Jesus and there are layers and aspects of Jesus that he's just waiting for us to unlock. And so 21 days of purpose, the point of this is to dedicate the first fruit of the year and intentionally go after Jesus. And if we just add this thing to our life, we won't do much because our life is already busy. Our life, there's so many things happening for us to add another thing. It would be challenging for us to maintain that new thing that we've added. And, and so what we need to begin to do is begin to disconnect and begin to replace certain things for other things. And so 21 days of focus allows us as a community to unplug, to disconnect for the sole purpose of going after the heart of God. It's that simple. I can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And so it's powerful when the whole church does it because that means that God is going to move in response to our intentionally seeking his face. He's going to move on your behalf, on our church's behalf. He's faithful. He responds to hunger. But we need to stop feeding on things that distract us from the one who created us and instead begin to feed on the things that will draw us closer so that we can live a life that represents the one we follow. I want to represent the one I follow. And just because I'm up here, it doesn't mean that I do it super well. I mean, probably better than most of you, but, <laughs> but we all know that this is not something that we can do just, oh, I'm gonna do this by association. God does not save us and launches us. He doesn't launch us as a crowd of people. And somehow if we just get around the right godly people, then we will somehow just, you know, be a part of what they're a part of. That's not it. This is why these 21 days of, of, of purpose is a huge challenge for each person. Because even though we're going to be doing this collectively, we have to do it individually. And only you know whether you are going to dedicate this time for the Lord individually. And so the 21 days of purpose is a way that we don't have to make a plan to do it, but we can kind of step in and, and come together and just take part of dedicating 21 days to be with Jesus. And if you don't do this, God won't love you in 2022. Actually, 
even if you don't do this, this is not going to diminish God's love for you. This is not something to get God's approval, you know. God, if I do this fast, if I do this 21 days, then, you know, you know I'm going to get be loved more by you because I need to earn something. No, God has loved you as much as he will ever love you. The real thing that happens is that this 21 days of purpose is actually going to reveal how much of God do we love. That is usually the question. It's not a matter of God loving us, but do we love God? That's the real question. And so these 21 days of purpose, focusing on a few aspects. The first aspect, and this is something that we can all do, is prayer. Prayer. We read in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. If you find time in your busy life to say a quick prayer, you will not be like the hypocrite. You will be my follower. And I will do everything you want me to do in those moments when you find the time in your life to pray. No, I mean, I think it's amazing because we, over, we don't read this to include us. But this first phrase, whenever you pray, whenever you pray, it's an assumptive worded statement with the expectation that you will pray. It's not a question of should you. It's not a question of some will. It's not a question of, hey, I'm, you know, God's called me to be a prayer warrior. Well, God doesn't call me to be a prayer warrior, so I guess, you know, I'll just pray whenever. No, this is an all-inclusive. Let's go back to the verse. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Now it's giving us some guidance of there is a way to pray that's hypocritical. The hypocrites love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. Or by people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. Verse 6. But when you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. What this is saying is that we can show up to church, we can lift our hand, we can pray, we can cry, we can do all of this thing and then leave here and never connect to God until next weekend. The Bible calls that a hypocrite because you only pray so that people can see you and elevate you and talk about how spiritual you are. And you can fool everyone, but God is going to look at you and say, hip-o-crit. I love the message version of this. When you practice some appetite-denying discipline to better consecrate, concentrate on God, don't make a production out of it. It might turn you into a small-time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. If you go into training inwardly, act normal outwardly. Shampoo and comb your hair, brush your teeth, wash your face. God doesn't require attention-getting devices. He won't overlook what you are doing. He will reward you well. 
A lot of times that's what we do. We just post, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. And God's like, you're getting your reward. The Facebook like. Ding. But God's like, no. You don't need to tell everyone that you're praying. You just need to pray. Whenever you pray. Second thing that I want to talk about, which includes... So this is the commitment, the challenge is for us to dedicate every single day, specifically for the next 21 days. But I would just advise for the rest of the year. That's, that's discipleship. Just pray every day. Seek his face every day. You will get to see depths of God and sides of God that you've never thought were there. He shows up. There's so much to know about him. And we will discover him when we go into our secret place and go after him with all of our heart. Then you can do the ugly cry. Then you can do the scream and the wail and however, because life can hit you. It can give you a gut hit, right? And you don't have to be postured and be proper. No, go at it with God. That's what he's inviting us to. So that's the challenge is for the next 21 days starting today is to go in and be like, I'm going to daily pray. And in this prayer, in this 21 days of purpose sheet, you'll see there are even prayer focuses. If you don't pray or do anything else, you could follow this. But this is just a guide, not to restrict us, but to give us a launching pad. So for today, the prayer focus would be seeking God's kingdom. Tomorrow, the prayer focus would be seeking God's will, seeking God's strength the following day, and so forth and forth and so forth. Next week is believing for my family, believing for my nation, believing for my church, believing for the lost. And then the final week, we will be focusing on choosing to forgive, choosing generosity, choosing kindness, choosing God's word. And so this is a guide to help us. Also, what we're doing for 21 days in regards to um, um, praying is we have prayer here every Sunday morning at 9.30 to 10 o'clock. And you're all invited to come earlier, pray for 30 minutes with us, and then hang out and connect with people for another 30 minutes before we start our service at 1030. I would highly encourage you to take advantage of the time when we gather to pray. We will also open up this space for prayer on Wednesday. And we're going to open it up for two five-hour time slots. So Wednesday morning from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., this place will be open and you just come and go as you please. You can come and pray for 10 minutes on your way to work or on your way to dropping your kids off or after you've dropped them off or whatever your life situation is. But from 5 o'clock, the doors will be open. We'll set the atmosphere here. We'll have some light music in the background. You'll just, you can come and pray if you want to pace, if you want to kneel, if you want to sit, if you want to be here for 30 minutes, for 10 minutes, for 5 hours. It's up to you, but we want to give you an opportunity in the morning for the next three Wednesdays from 5 to 10 a.m., this place will be open. Also in the evening from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Wednesday as well. So if you just want to dedicate some time to pray, this will be a, a, a place that you can do that. And then every Saturday for, you know, for the 21 days and also, you know, until the, uh, on, you know, whatever happens in the future, we have Saturday nights open door prayer as well. And that is from 6 to 8 p.m. Same kind of thing that you show up, pray for however long, and then you can leave. You can, we have a communion. You can take communion. You can worship. And that's on here. You'll see that 
that's part of the part of the events. And then at the end of it all, when we break our fast and 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 really end the 21 days of purpose, we're gonna do it on a Saturday night for our first AVL worship night in 2022. So we're stoked and excited for that. Um, you know, and then that following Sunday, we won't have Sunday service. So, you know, the 29th, but it's on here, okay? All right, the second thing is um, when you fast, Matthew, oh, what did I do? I already talked, when you pray, okay. Okay, when you fast, Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18. Whenever you fast, it's the same terminology of whenever you pray, whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others uh, to, um, so your, your fasting isn't obvious to others but to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you don't do it in a way where you're broadcasting so that people can be like did you see Joey did you see Susie they're fasting I wish I can do that. I'll just pray for them. I'll be with you in spirit, you know. Because you have to understand that the hypocrites, that's what they would do in Jesus' time. Do it right now. We just do it on social media. We just want, the Lord, I've been with the Lord for the last 22 hours. And he has shown me. I haven't brushed my teeth and combed my hair. And this is how I am before God. <laughs> Full of yourself. This is what the hypocrites did. They, would, they, they did this and they would go out in public so that people can say, look, they're fasting. And Jesus like, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I do want to talk about fasting for a second because what we want to do for the next 21 days is we want to fast and we want to do um, a fast that is practical that everyone can do and also a food fast. So first a practical fast. I would encourage you to think through, if you're joining us for this plan, starting today, to cut out the news, to cut out social media, and to cut out entertainment, okay? If you don't do this, your life will continue to suck in 2022. I know, Marsha, my wife, is like, why do you keep saying that word? I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I think this is a great on-ramp ramp that for 21 days we can disconnect. And you know, I, this is how, how, you know, we decided to do this. And I get a text from one of the streamings where it says, hey, the show that you're watching, new season, this morning. I'm like, really? It's not going to happen. You know why? It's going to wait if I ever get back to it. But I think something that we can all do is disconnect from those things that we don't get, but it's feeding us, it's feeding us, it's feeding us, and then it's reflective on what you talk about. Is all you're talking about is the government, is the Republican, is the Democrat, QAnon, vaccines, shots, jabs, elections, celebrities, cars, divorces, 
What, what's constantly on your feet is a thing that we are continually feeding ourselves with. And I promise you, it will change your life if you disconnect from all those things for 21 days. So the second thing, so this week is, that's the biggest focus is just let's disconnect from the things that we can all disconnect from. It may require you to take your TV off the wall and put it in a garage. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Next week, if for those who are able to, you can cut out sugars. That's a hard one for me specifically, as you can tell. But sugars, you can cut off sugars if you can. And then the last week, continue with no sugar, and then you can cut off meat and bread. And that kind of is like a Daniel fast in the Daniel. It's like a 21 day where it's like basically liquids only. But I understand that we're all different in a different place physically, and some of us cannot do that with food. So I would challenge you to figure out what kind of food fast you're able to do. Talk to your doctor, say, hey, I'm thinking of doing some sort of fast. What, what am I able to do? For some of you, you may be able to do a fast that's like you skip a lunch, skip a dinner, or fast for one day, a partial fast. Fast for one day, maybe fast for three days. Maybe you only fast a certain thing for, you know, a certain length of time. But try to do something that will disrupt your normal flow. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to shock our system back into what's important and break our routine to shift our focus and get with God. So I would encourage you, this is going to look different for different people. So, so if, even if you don't do any food fast and you just go on the social media entertainment fast, we will honor that. And we, you, you don't even have to tell us. Like, God will tell me. But... We're not going to ask you what you did or what you're doing that's between you and the Lord. This is just an opportunity for all of us to say, what am I able to do? And so, you know, with the food fast, you can do different fasts for different lengths of time. Just find out what works really well with your body. But something's going to happen amazing because we are going to go after God. And it's going to disrupt our normal routine. Okay, third thing is... John 6, 63. And it says this. The Spirit. We'll get it here in a second. Okay, we'll get it in two seconds. This is good so far. You guys, this is kind of, okay. I just, I'm just praying that the Holy Spirit wrecks you. As you're listening and, to, and, and convicts you of what you need to do for, for where you are. You don't know what you're going to face in 2022. Neither do I. I just know that I'm going to face it with Jesus. The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. And then John chapter 8 verses 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him. If you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And in the message, I just got to read this. Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him 
if you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure, then you will experience for yourselves the truth and the truth will free you. Colossians 3.16, let the message about the Messiah dwell richly among you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. So the first part was when you pray, we can all do that. When you fast, we can all do some of that. When you read, we also can do all of this. This is scripture reading. And if I hope, which is the second page. We've developed, this is a custom reading plan that goes through the whole Bible in chronological order. It's called the Immersive 365 Life. Even if you have not signed up for it, sign up for it today. Go on our website, sign up, and you can start reading this plan. We're going to read through the whole Bible this whole year collectively together. Read through the Old Testament once, and the New Testament, we're going to read through it four times. And Proverbs, 12 times. So every day we're going to read from the Old Testament, the New Testament, and from Proverbs. We also have on this 21 Days of Purpose, just single verses or just a few verses that you can read every single day as well. Today's is Matthew 13, 4 verses 44 through 46 so there's just a few verses but this is getting into God's word this is allowing the truth that brings life to get implanted and rooted within our lives we talk about this throughout the year about reading scripture how difficult it is for us to read scripture this is a good time to break from that and begin to daily dive in and dig into what God has said. God's plans, God's will is in scripture. To know God's character, to know God's way, to be the one that, that is in peace in the midst of chaos, to be able to say the right words in the right season for guidance, to know the heart of God. It is just vital that we step in and begin to devour all that God has said. So it's very, very vital to our Christian walk. It's very, very vital to our discipleship for us to open this book that has life, that has truth, that will never lead you astray. It's so easy. It's so here. And it's pro they said that the Bible is one of the fastest selling and most selling books in the world and has held that record forever. But it is also one of the least read books in the world because we love to make sure that people see our Bibles. And so when you read, when you get in the word, it's gonna change your life. It's gonna be the thing that's gonna sustain you. It's truth. It's freedom. It is a tangible way of God's faithfulness throughout time. And what he expects of us doesn't end when we read Revelation or the early church. His work continues in us and through us. So when you read, when you pray, when you fast... Fourth thing I want to just talk, 
talk about for a second, is doing this daily for 21 days for sure, but even beyond that. And also humbly. First Peter 5, 5 says this, In the same way, you younger men, be subject to the elders, to the elders. And all of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Our soul is arrogant. Our soul is prideful. And if you want to change your life, you have to eliminate things from your life and, and replace them with other things in your life. And then you got to just daily take steps, one step at a time, one step at a time. So that the will, what you will, what you want changes to what God wants. That your intelligence, what you think, changes to what God thinks. And so that your emotions could be subject and how you feel to God's compassion and God's heart. All this collectively, what it all boils down to is spending time with Jesus. That's all there is, different aspects of us spending time with Jesus. And through all this, worship for sure. Worship, sing, let music guide and let music just even lead you. It's a powerful avenue. But the whole point of it all is that worship is in reading the Bible. Worship is in praying. Worship is in fasting. Worship is not just singing a song and, and getting goosebumps. But spending time with Jesus is a non-negotiable if you're serious about your walk with God. It's a non-negotiable. Don't try to make time to spend with God. You can't make time. You, you, you can't create time because you don't have time. You can carve out time though. You can't wait until there is the right time to do it. And you have to make time. You have to be intentional about the time that you spend. And I'm telling you, once you cut out those things that we talked about, you'll find how much time you really have. It's actually scary when you look at your devices and it tells you how much time you spend on social media. It's frightening. And some of you may be like, well, I, I don't really do that. Okay, good, that's really awesome. But then are you a workaholic? All you do is work, 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 work. What is it that Satan has given you peace about that you're doing, but it's not really producing life in you? Joshua 3.5 says, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. That's what we want. We want God to show up in our midst. We want God to come through in ways that only he can through, the only ways that he could come through. We want God to show up in a way that is beyond our comprehension, comprehensions. And I'm telling you, he does. He does. And if you invite him to do this in your life, he will. He will. He will honor your dedication and your time. He will honor that. And he will show up. I don't know the kind of ways that God needs to show up in your life, but you do. I don't know what your stresses have been, what your anxiety has been. I don't know if you're dealing with addictions. I don't know if you're dealing with unforgiveness or bitterness. I don't know if you're on the brink of divorce or brink of, on the brink of suicide or on the brink of leaving everything that you know and 
no one really knows because we know how to put on a face. But when we get with God, God will address all of those things that you're living out. He will address them and he will do it in such a loving way, in such an understanding way, in such a compassionate way that will blow your mind. Because this is no surprise to him. Where you are in life is not a surprise to him and it's not a challenge for him to fix. He's not overcome by what you're holding on to. He's not overcome by what we are overcome with. But he invites us when we're weak to pull from his strength. He invites us when we don't know what to do to seek his counsel, to seek his guidance. Some of us, I'm not talking about that maybe, you know, oh, you're sinning, you're doing bad things, you're watching porn or cheating on your wife mentally or, or you're, you know, stealing or all, 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 you know, yeah, that's, maybe you are, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those for those of us who are like, God, I want to see an evidence of you being my savior and king. I want to see the evidence of that in my life. I want to see your presence go before me. I want to be in such a reality where you are, where I know that you being with me is far more real than the real people that are around me. I want to go to such depths with God that if the thing that God asks me to do, even though it may sound crazy to everyone around me, I know that you have spoken to me, that you are guiding me, that you are leading me. The flesh is at war with the spirit, not because the flesh is bad and the spirit is good, but no, the flesh dictates what our spirit man does. And so we're guided by the flesh and, 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 our, and our spirit then is subjected and diminished because all we, know, all we know is how we feel, what we want. But God is saying, hey, if you focus on the spirit, then you could have your flesh submit to your spirit. I think this year is going to be a challenge for us. And it's going to be a challenge for us in different ways. And if you take this step and dedicate your first fruit of the year to God, there is no telling what he will do in your life and through your life. Um, want to do one more thing and then we're going to get into some God stories. You guys have these cards. You have a, a orange one. I, I left mine somewhere. But you have an orange one and a red one. If I can get Leo to come up and, and play in the band to kind of get ready here for a sec. You have an orange one and a red one. A, a what? Pink? 
Okay, well, y'all, for some of it's pink, for others it's red, leave me alone. <laughs> if we can turn up the house lights, please. So you, there are two index cards, they're color-coded. I'll focus first on the pink slash red one. There's two sides. You can use the one with the lines or the one that has no lines. But as we're dedicating our time to Jesus for these 21 days, if you would write down the people that you are praying for or want to start praying for, for them to encounter God. Like they don't know who God is and you're praying for the lost. Like the names of the lost, whether they're your family members, maybe your friends or coworkers, you have one, you have five, just write. We're gonna give you about 30 seconds. Just write them on this card. We believe in a God who saves the lost. Give you guys another 10 seconds. If we can still turn up the house lights, that'd be fantastic so people can see what they're writing. If you're done, raise him up. Raise him up high. Father, we are aligning our prayers and our faith and believing for you to save all the people that we have written out this morning. They are our brothers, our sisters, our spouses, our cousins, our nieces, our aunts, our friends, our co-workers, God. We pray that you reach them this year, Father. We pray that they are exposed to your love. God, that they get to know this Jesus that we serve. God, every name is not just a name in a vacuum. These names have faces, God. They have lives. They have hurts. They have pains. They have dreams, God. And we pray against the work of the devil in their lives, God. We just pray that you align things, align people in their life, God, so they can tell them about your goodness. And we thank you, Father, that you are not just going to work for us right now but you've already begun a work in them God so we're just going to believe throughout this year God that these people that we have written down will come to know you and be changed forever in Jesus name okay now put these down put a date today's date January 9th on the bottom somewhere On your way out, if you can look back to my right, your left, 
in the back, there's a cross that's lit up. We removed the wall that was in there, it's the stained glass. And there are more of these, if you wanna fill in more, you can, and other things, but if you want to attach these names to the special place where it latches on, as you see over there, and we're gonna be praying for these names for the whole year. When we come for prayer over the next three weeks and every Sunday, pray for them. As you leave Sunday service, walk through there and just pray for specifically or just in general that the Holy Spirit invades these people's lives and touches them and saves them. So on your way out, you can do that. Now you have the other one, the orange one. Here's the orange one. This is what I want you to write down. This is for you. What is it that you want or need God to do or in a way that God needs to show up for you personally in 2022? This year, 2022, you need God to show up for you, not your family, not the church, for you specifically. In what way? I'll give you 15, 15 seconds. For those who are watching, feel free to write those names in our comments or email us and we'll write out the names and add them to our wall as well. And then the second part of this is what and how do you need God to come through for you, for your family in 2022? So the first part is for you personally the second part is for your family, for your spouse, your kids, um, or if there's even like relatives. Is it financially? Is it job opportunities? Is it mental health? Is it physical healing? What kind of provision? Maybe some of you are thinking that I just want to get close to you. 21 days of purpose. You don't need to write that down. You just need to step into it. God is a good God. He is a God of abundance. He has no lack. He loves us. So God, as we're just writing things in these cards, God, I pray for them. And when you're done, just lift it up. You see, God, our our need, God, our prayer request, God, for ourselves personally, Father, for our family. God, we just ask for your will in these requests, God. We pray that you move supernaturally, that you open the right doors, that you shut the right doors, Father. We thank you for what you have already provided for your children, God. 
And we're just believing for, for massive breakthrough. Just begin to thank him. This is no longer a request. This is God, I thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you that you're faithful. I thank you that you're always on time, God. We bless you, God. Okay. You can take those and pray with those for 21 days. Feel free. You could put them on there if you want to as well. We'll we're align our prayers with, with yours. One more thing, and then the band, if they can come up. We will do some God stories as well. We still have some time. Oh, wow, this is good. You got five of these plastic business cards. They just have our, our you know, information and contact. You have five of them. Each person has five of them. Here's the cool thing about this. As we're asking God to save people in our family, at the same time, we will be tools for God to use to maybe be a part of someone else's salvation. There are people out there who are other people's family members who are being prayed for, for God to touch them. And God wants to use you and you and you and you and you to be a tool in helping people find Jesus. And these cards are just a way that we can leave something with people. If they need to call us or text us, there's a phone number. We'll respond. There's an email. There's a service time. If you look at the back, there's like a QR code. If they scan it, it goes straight to our website. But if you come across people for the next 21 days, you can pray for them. You can chat with them. You can give them the card. But I want you to do this. I want you to ask God for the five people that you need to give this card to, that you need to pray over them, maybe connect with them, maybe reconnect with them. Over these 21 days, five people, God, I ask you, even right now as you're already dropping names on people, but as we move with you, as we dedicate our time to you over the next three weeks, Father, I ask that you with your Holy Spirit and the way that you know how ever so gently or loudly guide us as to who needs to get a hold of these cards, who we need to touch base with, who we need to pray for, invite, or bring, or walk with. And I thank you because, God, you're not just thinking of people right now. You already know who they are. We just ask that you share with each person, in Jesus' name. We will do one more song, guys, but before we do that, I want to um, invite, if anyone has a God story of a way that you've done this fast with us, we've called it 21 Day Daniel Fast, we've called it 21 Days of Focus, and I think we're just gonna be at the 21 Days of Purpose so that it's not just about food, it's just dedicating 21 days in the beginning of the year, but has anyone fasted or, or dedicated time like this and you wanna share maybe in a way that God has come through uh, in your life during your time with him? If there's anybody else, just come up here. 
So um, I was addicted to social media. I'm sure none of y'all are, but um, January 8th of last year, I decided not to be active on it anymore. And I did not realize, I know we could say the word, but it really will suck the life out of you. You know, I don't have to go on there and see people trashing their husbands and wives and children and political and all these other things. And I can honestly tell you that when you do it, if you decide to do it, you will not miss it. And it has given me more time. I've added in Bible studies and more time in worship with the Lord. And I just want to encourage you that um, it can be done. Awesome. Anybody else? I've shared this story before, but um, a couple years back, I went on a fast, and um, and it, I, I went on it for about it was a, like a maybe three week one. But I I needed freedom. I had a lot of severe mental things like depression, anxiety, PTSD. I, I didn't sleep. Like I was a mess, and it was very uh, a dark season, and. Um, probably three years back I, I just got desperate and I hadn't fasted specifically I tried I went I was in therapy I was doing all these other things but I finally came to God because I just wanted freedom and there it was um, I think it was towards the end of my fast and I was like in worship and and praying and singing and I literally felt the presence of God come into my living room and it was so thick and so tangible and like crying about it now because I mean I was on the verge of wanting to take my life and I had done so many things to free myself and um, I'll never forget the presence of God came and it was like this tangible thing and I just felt every everything just come off of me and I haven't been the same and it's been like years and it was in that moment, just like that, during a fast, that God showed up. So, you know, it's awesome. Time for two more. Two more. Come on, anyone else? And as you're gathering, as you're coming, I wanted to say what's really interesting because uh, Moses went into a fast for 40 days when he went to the mountain he actually went and did a dry fast for 40 days that means no water no liquid no food nothing complete dry fast for 40 days um, that's actually how he God gave him the Ten Commandments at the end of his dry fast so that's a little interesting nugget okay then go you can't do what Moses did no no um yeah, when I uh, met my wife, what, man, that was actually 20 years ago um, this year. And, uh, you know, right away I was like, this is the woman I'm going to marry. We're going to get married. And within a month we were engaged and ready to go and get married. And, uh, you know, the Lord uh, had some other plans. And as we're in marriage counseling, um, he uh, revealed to the pastor we were counseling with that uh, we were to wait. And I'm like, no way, Lord. This is the woman I'm going to marry, and uh, you're going to have to tell me that. So 
um, for like, yeah, it was like, I don't know, we were there on like a Thursday and I'm, you know, I was working construction and didn't, you know, it was like, I can't fast during the week. I got to have energy throughout the week or whatever. So I just took the weekend and was like, I'm going to fast and pray on this. And the entire weekend, you know, it was like, you, I opened my Bible and you know, my eyes would go straight to just a random verse and it'd be like, wait on the Lord. And then I'm driving down the road to work or something that Monday and there's a billboard and it's like, wait, and that's all it said, you know? And like, it's just like, just like, every, you know, for like three days straight and then the rest of the week, it was just like every day I would just like, there was just repeated um, confirmations from the Lord. And, um, and it was probably the toughest decision of my life to say yes to God and say, I'm gonna wait. Um, but the most rewarding decision um, since then. And so I just share that with you that uh, in, in your praying and in your fasting, if God gives you a tough word, it's not for just an empty purpose. It is for his purpose to go out and it is rewarding. that's the thing be prepared for God to show up but also be prepared to obey him when he says something when he asks you of something because he promises to show up like if you get nothing else but God showing up I mean how big is that I mean, how huge is that you know the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days and the Bible says that that but when he came out he came out in power so expect God to show up and I promise you, you will come out of this strengthened and empowered. God will show up. God will engage you. Are you ready for it? That's the real question. Haley, you ready? So on the heels of what you just shared, um, something really important happened for me last week and so I just wanted to share a quick testimony that was personal but also I feel corporate um, as we were worshiping and I felt you know we all did if you were here the presence of the Lord was so strong and so powerful and I asked the Lord you know Lord what are you doing what are you up to and I knew in my own heart that something really significant was happening in my heart but I wasn't conscious of it quite yet. At the end of worship, I opened my eyes and Sergio came up and I saw an angel standing beside of him and in that angel's hands, he was holding a heap of burning coals. And immediately by the spirit, I knew what was happening for me and for all of us. As we sang, as Masha sang that last song about the train of his robe, we know that that's the story that happened in Isaiah, that he, he saw and encountered the real God. And in that moment when he encountered the real God, he was completely made aware of his utter depravity and the futility of a life lived outside of God and God's presence. 
He knew it. And as soon as he knew that, I believe because of the humility that he had when he realized what, who he was in the presence of, it was in that exact moment that a divine exchange happened. And God said, right, you are nothing, but I am everything. And he offered him a question. He said, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Well, that's when I realized as it hit my heart that the Lord was doing something in my own heart. And he was asking me to give him the divine exchange. Give him something that I thought um, I would have for a long time, which is my calling to Uganda. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was very hard to give him that in exchange for what he opened up for Isaiah. He was like, Isaiah, come and join me for my kingdom, my kingdom purposes. Everything is in front of you. I will have use of you. I know exactly what I want to do in your life. You don't know, but I know. And in that same way, he spoke to each and every one of us in this, in this room that day. Because what we saw next was people coming up. And I know that I know that, that that angel released those coals in a reminder of what Jesus had already accomplished for us. And we saw Joe, he came up here and he said, go into all the world and preach, preach the good news of the gospel. We saw someone come up and say, worship God with everything you have. Surrender everything. Don't hold anything back from him. Your life is not your own. And then another person came up and said, I've been selfish. How can I serve you, God? How can I give you everything for my family and what you want to do? And then someone else came up and said, blessed are those who mourn. Mourn with those who mourn. Weep with those who weep. And he invited, a, invited that person into that space of, you know, if you just are present with who I put in front of you, I will accomplish my kingdom through you, not because of what you think and not because of the way you've established how it should go, but because I want to work through you and bring my kingdom, right? And then that last person came, I thought it was such a fitting end, and he said, I'm engaged. He said, rejoice, look at what God did. And I was like, yes, Lord, you've invited us into the greatest celebration of all. You died for us so we could lay down our lives and give everything we have for you. And I will give you my calling. I will give you everything. I don't care what it looks like. Just surrender, I surrender. And I feel like that's our invitation. And all of us said, here I am, send me. That was the end result. So if you felt that stirring in your heart last week, I promise you it is worth it. Even though, and that came out of a three-day fast for me. That event happened because I was fasting and I feel like he broke through in the vulnerable place because you don't have anything to rely on. You have nothing. You've had, you're hungry. You want to look on Facebook. 
you want to watch a show, you want to do what you want to do. But in that place of fasting, there's an openness, a vulnerability where he can say, yes, okay, now come along and let's go. Let's do this thing together. And so that was the invitation that he issued to me. That's the invitation that he's issuing to all of us. And I know that I know that that go is within us. And I'm excited to see the kingdom come through this congregation this year. Amen.